This is Including You, the new series from Lead at Any Level. Including You features stories from chief diversity officers and other executives who are creating inclusive cultures in their organizations. Our goal is to show what's working in companies just like yours, to give you the tools you need to keep pushing for progress in your own workplace. We want to create belonging and opportunity for everyone, including you. And now here's your host, Amy C. Wanninger. Hi, welcome back to Including You. I'm your host, Amy C. Wanninger, the Inclusion Catalyst. My guest today is Kristen Shanley. She's the Director and Head of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion of Cerberus Capital Management, a global leader in alternative investing with approximately $60 billion in assets. Cerberus Capital Management employs about 1,000 people across 20 offices globally. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. I am so excited to talk to you because money is what makes everything possible. And if we're talking about investing differently, we're talking about changing the way the world works. And so this is an exciting conversation. I'm curious, why is inclusion such an important focus at Cerberus? Oh, I love this question. So let me start this answer with, I've been at the firm for approximately six years now, and my role, it is it is already a little rare that a firm in our industry even has a head of diversity, equity, and inclusion, a dedicated team and resources towards those programs and policies. So already, I think we're a little um, differentiated in that, but my role was designed and created as an example of the firm's commitment to creating a culture of diversity, inclusivity, and a sense of belonging for our employees. And that's what I've been focused on since I first came here. And that stretches across things all the way from our employee benefit programs and how we are helping new parents go on leave and return from leave and the types of very generous benefits that we offer um, for working parents all the way to affinity groups and women's networking opportunities and how we are upskilling our employees for real growth opportunities to recruitment and how I partner with our talent acquisition team and the types of people that we bring into the firm to continue to foster a diverse diversity of thought workforce. So I can dive into a lot of directions here of specific examples of how the firm really does have this commitment to building a culture of inclusivity. And I think it does start internally, like you could create a diverse workforce. There's a lot of buzz the last few years around companies hiring for more diverse employees. But if you don't look internally to focus on what you are doing to create a culture where employees feel this sense of belonging, where they feel included, that they feel there's a space for them, they matter, their voice matters, then it doesn't really matter who you hire because they won't stay or they won't have opportunities to grow. And so the end goal of what you're really trying to do, which is for us, we're an alternative asset management firm. We are in the business of making money and we know all the stats and the reasons in the business case for diversity and how diverse teams are more successful. But again, if you aren't doing things to keep those diverse teams and grow those diverse teams, you aren't going to make more money. So it really all ties together when you work at a firm like Cerberus as to how you need to really take your strategy in, in, in this 360 approach and focus on inclusivity at the forefront. It makes sense. And it sounds like you've got an internal focus 
for employee retention, but also an internal focus for innovation and kind of building your market share as well. So there's a, a two-pronged um, rationale for doing this work internally. What would you say are is one of the things that Cerberus is doing that's moving the needle for you in terms of inclusion and belonging in your organization? One of the things, oh, it's hard to pick just one, but if I were to give you one example off the bat right now, I would say it is something about, there is like this special thing within the culture and employees at Cerberus where the idea of getting involved, giving back, being a leader in your community, helping others is not just something that exists at the top. It really is top to bottom and bottom up. And so you see employees at every single level all across our organization getting really heavily involved in these meaningful partnerships that we build with nonprofit organizations, the schools that we work with, organizational partners. And so just one example of that is Lee Milstein's our global head of real estate. He's also chairman of our diversity and inclusion advisory committee. And he, a few years ago, started to be more like very vocal with his team, our global real estate team, about the commitment that he feels is necessary for employees to give back to create a culture of diversity and inclusion. One of the things that he led in all the way back in 2019, now it was, was a fundraiser for the United Negro College Fund. In just one month, that team, our real estate team, raised a quarter of a million dollars for the United Negro College Fund that was donated for scholarship money. And then he treated it like a water bucket challenge, if you remember those from years and years ago, where he reached out within his personal network to other real estate firms and said, here's what we did. Would love to inspire you to do the same, giving to whether it's UNCF or another organization of your choice that you may already be working with, but it should be an organization that is also focused on education, higher education for diverse communities. And over another million dollars was donated among other firms to organizations for that purpose. And all of that happened in less than a few months time. So it's just, I love that example because it goes to show when people at Cerberus really put their minds behind something and are committed and care, just how quickly you can see some amazing things happen. That is so cool. And so you guys have partnered just beyond the, the donations, you partner with a lot of HBCUs as well, correct? We do partner with HBCUs, yes. Uh, one of my favorite partnerships is with Florida A&M University, which is a public HBCU. It's actually the number one public HBCU in the country. And public HBCUs don't always get the same focus on them as their private HBCU counterparts, where like our names that really everybody recognizes and where you see a lot of companies really actively going in and recruiting and there's heavy competition there for getting candidates. But at a public HBCU, you don't see that quite the same. Florida A&M University, though, is an incredible school. The leadership at that school is so dedicated to the students. When I first went on campus to Florida A&M, I was blown away by the students. Everywhere you go on campus, students are dressed in business attire. They're walking up to you. They're immediately confidently introducing themselves. 
what their major is, what they're interested in, asking you questions, looking to network. They're so well-prepared, bred, really smart. And um, we have just in two weeks, my team is going back down with our talent acquisition team there for a fall recruitment for summer 2024 internships because we're already um, thinking about that. So very excited to continue growing our partnership with Florida A&M. That's incredible. Now, you've done a lot of work. You've got a lot of these partnerships out in the communities that you serve. What are you seeing as the result of that? Are you seeing your talent demographic shift? Are you seeing more innovation and are you seeing more retention? Yeah, I would say we see more engagement for sure from our employees because transparency is really important to us. So we are really actively always communicating about the partnerships we have, how we're working with them, what we're doing, the gaps that we're looking to fill for that organization, which in and of itself is a differentiator. For us, we really come to the table with every single partnership we build, asking them, what do you need that you're not getting elsewhere? We don't ask for the standard sponsorship. We don't give money and then check back in a year and say, okay, cool. That was great. Can you put us in the annual report or something like that? We really have a a true partnership, regular calls with all of the leads at the organizations and the schools that we work with and are in the classroom with students, are sponsoring this program that needs funding to help upskill students for more competitive internships and jobs. And we take a very bespoke approach to doing that, which of course takes more time and energy and resources, but you see the impact with the students and the schools and our partnerships are consistently coming to us saying that how unique that is, that they don't get that elsewhere. And it helps us to build this amazing trust with them really quickly where we become their first call when they need support with something, when they need someone to come in the classroom with students. Um, And our employees have seen that over the years and they've had the opportunities then to get really involved, to go on campus and and do a guest lecture series, to run a case study competition with students and be on the panel of judges and decide who gets the scholarships at the end, to do career panels and host students even in our office and show them around and show them what a real office looks like and talk to them about what things they need to be prepared for as they look to decide what first job they want out of college. And we work with students like in all phases of the student life cycle, which I think is really important as well, is that we work with organizations like a Go Project where students start as young as pre-K all the way up to college age. And that's really intentional because a lot of the time when People only focus on maybe where you get an immediate return from an internship out of a college level. You're getting such a small subset of the population because too many students get missed. If you want to talk about investing in diverse communities, think about all of the students who aren't invested in early enough and get missed. And so that's really important to us as we build partnerships as well. And I think the the employees have continued to hear our message about that and then see us walk the talk. And so as we continue to also hire more diverse employees, they're quickly getting involved in affinity groups and volunteer opportunities and asking us proactively where they can give back. And that's been really cool to see. And it makes my job easier too, because then I don't have to pull teeth getting people to help with stuff. They really want to. Now, I think this notion of, of bringing people in who are willing to pay it forward in their communities or in other communities or in communities that are struggling, even if they haven't personally struggled in the past is that's how we build a more sustainable workforce. There's labor shortages in every sector of our economy right now. 
But if you're investing in four-year-olds and helping them stay in school when they're 16, 17, 18 years old, helping them go to college when they're 18, 19 years old, helping them graduate, stay in college and then graduate and then have a jobs pipeline. Now you're talking about something that's sustainable, not for a year or two, but for a generation or more. Exactly. Exactly. It makes a huge difference. Kristen, I'm curious with all the success that you're having, what's next for you at Cerberus? What's next is to keep working. (laughs) The work is never done. It's a long journey. I think it is important to celebrate successes along the way. Absolutely. But to also have really front of mind, and this goes back to transparency, what it still needs to be worked on. We've seen some amazing growth in terms of women is one example at Cerberus, women moving into mid to senior levels of leadership and hiring. And that's been amazing. And and that information's in our, our annual report as well. But to continue to grow that is of top priority for me. It's one of the reasons I launched Women at Cerberus, for example. I want to keep offering opportunities. Our, our industry is really underrepresented for women overall. And so it's a personal passion of mine to continue to not only increase the amount of women that we see in this industry, but set them up for success and teach them different skills and make them feel more confident and set up mentorship opportunities and executive coaching, different leadership workshops, and also just creating a a really amazing community where maybe you don't work with someone, they're in another part of the firm, but to have those relationships with women across the organization that can support and help and build each other up, I think is so important. So continuing to focus on programs like that and continuing to get feedback from our employees, that's always been really important to me is I think about our strategy and the programs and policies we put in place as co-created with our employees. We are constantly asking for feedback from employees in a myriad of ways to get as candid and honest of feedback as possible, both while they are at the firm, when they're newly coming in or when they're exiting. And that feedback comes sometimes directly to my team, to the HR team, or even to external surveys or or organizations that we bring in to get, collect that feedback. And so continuing to do that so that our employees really continue to stay engaged because the things that we're investing in and building on are things that they are directly asking for and want to see. I think that's brilliant. If you want to, if you want to know what people want, you need to ask. And not enough, I think not enough organizations do that. They assume, yeah. and, and that doesn't get you very far. Kristen, I want to thank you so much for sharing uh, with me and with my audience Uh, all of the amazing work that you're doing in building partnerships and investing in education and in changing the landscape for uh, financial services and investing. I think it's wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great chatting today. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow Lead at any level on LinkedIn and YouTube. Then join us for Including You video simulcast every Thursday at noon Eastern. Including You can also be enjoyed each week as part of the Living Corporate Audio Podcast Series. Available on all major podcast platforms. Learn more at living-corporate.com. Including You is brought to you in part by Lead at Any Level, a boutique training and consulting firm improving employee engagement and retention for companies that promote from within. Lead at Any Level. Leaders can be anywhere and should be everywhere. Learn more at leadatanylevel.com. Lead at Any Level and its logo are registered trademarks of Lead at Any Level LLC. The views and opinions of guests on our show do not necessarily reflect the positions of Lead at Any Level, Living Corporate, or the sponsors of Including You. 
That's it for this week's episode of Including You. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a review or a comment to help others find us as well. Be sure to join me next week when my guest will be Thomas Harris from the University of Arizona Athletic Department.